Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Hear ye, hear ye, gather around. Come one, come all, gather around your transistor iPhones, transistor iPads. Listen to In This League with Bogman and the Welsh. Any transistors still around? Transistors! I have no idea. All I know is that Rich Hill is throwing a perfect game. Is he? Okay. He's throwing a perfect game right now for the Dodgers. And we don't like the Dodgers. So I'll talk about his perfect game all over the place. Perfect game, perfect game, perfect. Okay, bring that mic down a little bit, too, when you do that, Bob. You're getting excited about that. Is there anyone on the planet that looks more tired than Rich Hill, by the way? No. There's no, no not, human being that looks as tired as Rich Hill. Maybe Frankenstein's monster. That's it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Less bags what's up? under Frankenstein's eyes. I've Rich never Hill. seen bigger bags under any human being's eyes than Rich Hill. It's so hard getting <laughs> blisters, apparently. <laughs> it's Rich Hill and then the zombies on The Walking Dead for bags under their eyes. No, totally. Rich Hill would die immediately in The Walking Dead because everyone would be like, he's dead! I'm like, oh, no, he's actually not dead. He's just Rich Hill. <laughs> just, that's what his face looks like. Uh, what is going on? It is in this league. I am Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter, at IsItTheWelsh. That is Scott Bogman. You can find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. We got a good show for you today. We got a couple different uh, maddening things that we are going to get down with. I'll, uh, how about we'll tell you the first things in this hour. Coming up in the next segment, Mike Gallagher from Roto World is going to join us. We're actually going to talk a little bit of basketball. I know it is football season, but blockbuster-ass trade going down with the Cavs and the Celtics. And we're going to talk about that with him, one of the top guys in the fantasy basketball industry and over at Roto World. He'll be joining us. We are going to... Cover some battles, you know. I mean, if you want, like, McGregor and Mayweather stuff, you should be listening to uh, The Rage over there with uh, Gabe Morrissey and all of them. But we are going to uh, maybe dabble for a moment and maybe turn it to some battles on uh, the drafting field. So some uh, drafting battles. But then it is all going to culminate. Culmination. Culmination. In hour two is we are going to do a live mock draft on this show. It starts... It starts Right at, um, I guess if I go East Coast time, it's going to start right at 10 p.m. Eastern. We are going to do it live. There's only 15 seconds between each pick, so we are going to be giving you the picks as we as we go. Try not to be upset about it. Give you analysis, and we're going to talk about it after. But the big key here for everybody is uh, we would love any of your participation. So hashtag ITL Live. That's where you can hit us up on Twitter with any questions. Maybe you want to tell us what picks we should do. We'll tell you what our order is. Tell us what picks we should do, what went wrong, what you liked, any questions you can answer on the show, uh, you know, 844-84-FNTSY. We might throw out that a little bit later to take some calls. And it's, uh, it's going to get wild around that transistor uh, iPhone. What would a Your transistor, transistor radio? I don't, I don't know, know but I bet it wouldn't be allowed on planes. 
No, it definitely no, it wouldn't. You're right about that. There's got to be a transistor app. Everyone, everything's retro nowadays. So we have the most amazing technology in the world, and all we want to do is have our iPhones look like a rotary phone. So that's all that we're looking for. But uh, we are not going to go retro. We're going to go basketball. Coming up on the other side of this break, Bogman and the Welsh joined by Mike Gallagher from Roto World. Don't go anywhere on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We will be right back. Many fantasy football players are focusing on their upcoming drafts later this summer. But the smart fantasy owner knows there's another big draft before the one where you pick the players. The first step in building a winner for the 2017 season is to draft the best team of experts for your preseason prep. So make the right selection and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com by purchasing the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts roster features FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and former Fantasy Football Writer of the Year Scott Engel, nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and many more analysis with impressive stats. They bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll guide you to title glory. So pick the team to help you build the right team. Make your first important selection of the 2017 season now and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package from rotoexperts.com be sure to enter promo code free radio at checkout for your discount wait let me let me explain something to you i am not in this league you're in this league i'm the dude <laughs> man you are one pathetic loser <laughs> Get it! What's up? We are back. It is in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Bogman and the Welsh. And uh, how about we change things up a little bit? It is all football all the time, except when the NBA makes blockbuster trades blowing up uh, the world. As everyone's talking baseball still, talking football and basketball is like, here, hold my beer. And they come in with this uh, big, crazy trade. And joining us is one of our good friends. He is one of the best in the fantasy basketball uh, world, and I'm very comfortable saying that. He is the master of the usage rate, uh, the usage rating. That's I just totally blanked out on that. Mike usage Gallagher. Rate. That's right. Yeah, usage rate. Mike Gallagher from Roto yeah. What's up, Mike? Not much, man. I'm uh, like you said, it's football season pretty much. I'm uh, really busy with drafts, but hey, man, like you said, make it a blockbuster night, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you're a Jets, you're a Jets fan, though, so you'd be comfortable talking about basketball. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's still basketball well, fair, season. Honestly, man, like that's probably why I like fantasy so much. It's because I'm a Jets and a Mets fan, and it just drew me to to fantasy. My it's teams a, are bad all the time, so <laughs> it's such a rough one. It, Mike, it, like your your fantasy allegiances and your actual team allegiances are rough, but. In basketball, there are not many that do it better. Uh, you can find all the content over at Roto World. And actually, if you guys are into basketball, we have the ITL Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The first episode is releasing on Friday, and we got uh, Dr. A on it, uh, reviewing the slow mock draft we did, Gallagher. But he was talking about how you guys are deep in the uh, draft kit that you're working on for Roto World, and that's coming out, what, like right around Labor Day? Yeah, it's due uh, September 1st, and I think we published it on the 6th of September, so... Yeah, pretty much, man. It's uh, I just did my first top two hundred and made some adjustments today with uh, with the trade. <laughs> so a lot of guys moving up and down. Not nothing too crazy, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I say Brad Stevens just unlocks value for a lot of guys. I mean, Jay Crowder, for instance, Isaiah Thomas, another guy who was you know solid. He peaked at like third round in fantasy, but he was like a first rounder last year. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of that is Brad Stevens. 
Well, and let's talk about all that. So let me let me lay out the land here, and I'll kind of pose the first question here. Obviously, the big blockbuster trade goes down in the NBA. Kyrie Irving not happy with uh, being a Cleveland Cavalier, not happy with LeBron James, not talking to his teammates, blah, 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 whatever. Rumors all across the board of where Kyrie Irving uh, could go, and he travels across the flatland now over to Boston as he's traded for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Anta Zizek, and Brooklyn's first-round pick, a really huge trade. There's a lot of shade being thrown on the Isaiah Thomas front right now. So just first off, like, how shocked were you at this trade to see the magnitude of stars that were traded? I think I saw it was like the first time in history two guys that averaged 25 points points or more were traded for each other. I mean, it's crazy. You're talking about two all-stars on the first and second seed for the Eastern Conference. You really can't get much of a bigger trade, especially when you're looking at what happened with the Jimmy Butler deal, how the Bulls got basically nothing back. Obviously, yeah. Chris Paul, it's a different situation. Uh, they gave up a lot, and I've seen a lot of people kind of kill Danny Ainge. But potentially, if you're going to get Kyrie Irving for the rest of his career, I mean, it's kind of small potatoes. If you're going to really complain about what's going to be probably a top five, top seven pick, I think the Nets are going to be better than people give them credit for. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really a fair deal if you want to talk about it just um, from a reality standpoint. Uh, like I said, Brad Stevens can really turn um, a superstar into a super-duper star. Um, and what Isaiah Thomas from a very solid starting point guard to an all-star MVP candidate. So, so I can't so wait to see what Kyrie has in store. I was going to say, how high is this rate uh, raising Kyrie Irving on your board? Because he was like a middle of the second round type of yeah. guy before this trade. Maybe, you know, some people he's going to go in the second round. He's never a first round pick. Is he that wheel first round pick type of guy now, or is he, uh, solid in the first, or where would you take Kyrie at this point? Yeah, I mean, I still have him pretty firmly behind Dame. I'm not going to put him over Dame with Dame in his 79.2 games per season. That number is just delicious. Uh, guys, just <laughs> always out there. Delicious. He was number six. It was, man. You see a guy playing 80 games year in and year out, a uh, guy who could score like lower, number six post-break last year. Um, this really, the Nurkic thing kind of unlocked his ceiling. Uh, but yeah, don't forget, Kyrie's missed some time. He had some ankle injuries. He's never really been uh, his season high or career high is 75 games. So, you know, keep in mind, he's, he doesn't miss games. Um, sometimes resting, but this guy, he's going to be insane. I mean, his ceiling is probably higher than Dane's ceiling is. So, yeah, like you said, it's, he's in that kind of – I would probably take him up for Chris Paul. I actually bumped him from 19, wow. to, 19 to 15. I think I have him. So, like you said, right at that first turn, uh, you're looking at maybe Pat putting him with – Gobert or Jokic, that'd be a nice little one-two, big small combo to throw in there. That, that, that's um, yeah, a big, probably a little bit behind Wall. That's a big pro. Wow, that's a big praiser. I like that. Well, what about um? And you can talk about them both interchangeably if you want as well. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Let's just throw him in here. Same thing. Is this a boost? I mean, I think on the. I think um, you know, as we stare at it, it's not a boost, and it's probably a negative to his value as Kyrie Irving kind of was when LeBron came back into town with Kevin Love. So, what do you think after the trade on Isaiah Thomas and his value? I mean, if you're comparing it to last year, you're going to obviously like it less. But keep in mind, too, we liked his situation before yesterday less because of Gordon Hayward and adding extra Jason Tatum and all these other guys. Jalen Brown's going to produce more. We'll get to them shortly, I think. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not good. He's, he's kind of – he was out of the second round for me early third, and that's kind of where he is again. LeBron – I mean, Kyrie and him are very similar. Their actual time of possession was, a, I think, .3 – minutes per game, so basically nothing. 
Uh, you're talking about a 20, you know, 20 seconds a game of having the basketball. It's nothing. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Isaiah is really good. They're, they're in a very good pace. They play a lot of catch and shoot like the Celtics do. So it should be really a seamless transition uh, for him slotting right in there. But again, it's going to be adjustment period. So you can't just assume he's going to go in there and be better than he was last year. He is aging. You don't think he's the kind of guy that'll have a long career. Like I always say, Russell Westbrook is a guy who, once he kind of peaks athletically, you're going to see a decline. I think Isaiah is a little similar. Once he starts to slow down, he's not going to do it this year. But, yeah, this is the downside a little bit higher um, going to LeBron. We saw this with Oladipo last year. We all shortchanged how much of an impact that would be. Yeah. So Ooh. just the the uncertainty there, uh, it, it's got to hurt him a little bit. So I would, I'd rather have like C.J. McCollum or somebody like that if I'm looking at early third. Even Bradley Beal, I have a lot higher than him. By the what way, about- real quick, before we go, Bogman, I just want to point this out because we'll probably cover this in the next segment. As you talked about it, um, Rich Hill is eight perfect innings right now, and Chase Utley ah. made an insane catch uh, to get out. It looks like Josh Bell to preserve it. And uh, it'll be going into the ninth here shortly, so we'll kind of monitor it. But a perfect game going for the most tired human being on the planet, Rich Hill. But uh, continue on. We only got a couple right. more no minutes blisters? Here. No, yeah, Blister no God, is uh, he's still in it. Though. Yeah. Perfect yeah, game is tiring him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Gallagher, how does this affect the other guys? Because we were talking to Dr. A last night, and mm-hmm. he was like, man, I had my write-ups done, and now yeah. I had to, you know, you don't have to go back and change just the guys that got moved. You got to change a bunch of guys. Like, you know, Crowder did get moved, but Jason Tatum's going to, his role is going to expand. Looks like Jalen Brown may move to a shooting guard like you guys have in your depth chart. So who are the other, what is the residual effects of this trade on the other players? Who goes up, who goes down? Yeah, I mean, they were going to play probably about 20 minutes of Crowder at the four. So that is a big hole there. Again, Kyrie pretty much has slots in Isaiah's minutes. But now you really got to either – we're going to probably see the Gordon Hayward muscle watched in the next week <laughs> uh, because he's going to have to play some four. Uh, Jason Tatum, I don't really think he can play the four yet. They actually played Semi Ojale, uh, who was, I thought, a steal in the second round on draft day. He could be sneaky. He's someone to watch in camp, not that you're going to draft him. And I'm not a Marcus Morris guy, uh, especially in fantasy. Very – inefficient, doesn't do anything defensively, but he's a late-round pick if you want to see, hey, like we said, Brad Stevens can turn water into wine, I guess, and I guess that fits for Marcus Morris. Get it? Um, yeah. <laughs> that hey, Gallagher, we got like a minute and a half here. I want to ask you this one real quick as we get out here. Remember to go check out Gallagher over on uh, Roto World. It's one of the best places to get all the information. Follow him on tour at Mike S. Gallagher. Just in about a minute, LeBron James, all this mess goes on. He gets put by the wayside for a second. Do you think LeBron James is gone as a Cavalier after this season? I think it's a coin flip, man. I mean, all the evidence <laughs> that's mounting against him going, it's, it's got to be getting up there. Um, he does not like how he handled uh, the whole front office thing with Griffin and, and all that. And this is it's just been a disaster of an offseason. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely the story to watch really all season, especially if they lose games. Uh, even to any degree, uh, it's, the pressure's going to be on big time. Yeah, you know where for he's sure. going if he leaves, too. He's Where's going that? to Houston yeah. if he oh, leaves. Oh, give me a point. Yeah. You know Golden he's going. State. He's not Golden going to Golden State. State. He's not going to Golden yeah. State. He's going to purchase his own. He's going to purchase his own team, and then he'll just – it'll be – The Rockets you know, are for sale, the Welsh. Okay, the, the he, Houston he LeBron James. He can buy Jameses. the Rockets. Yeah, okay. that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> 
Better, maybe better ownership. The Houston, uh, give me a rings. That's what I want. <laughs> give me a rings. All right. Well, uh, he is Mike Gallagher. Mike S. Gallagher is the Twitter handle. Any Basketball is coming up more than everybody knows because I know you guys are all focused on football. Totally understandable. But this trade reminded everyone of the importance of basketball. And Roto World, Roto World is one of those important places to get all your information, as well as the ITL Fantasy Basketball Podcast. So go check out the draft guide. Gallagher, we love you, my friend. We will talk to you soon and get you back on here shortly. Thanks a lot, man. All right, more, all right, more coming up. We're going to talk about this maybe perfect game going on, football and other stuff, stuff and things. It's Bogman of the Welsh on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere or I'll come get you. I'll find you. I know where you live. You will. Yeah, yeah. RotoExpert.com. Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the Fantasy Executive Snapchat, where you can interact with me directly. Head on over to rotowespers.com and sign up for the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package, powered by rotowespers.com. Welcome in this league. I love you. Perfect game, no more, you dirty Dodger. But there's still a no-hitter intact, by the way. There's still a no-hitter intact. As, what was it? He came in the ninth. Rich Hill did in a 0-0 game, by the way. So that would have been very difficult. And immediately, there's an error on the first play. So no perfect game for those Dodgers. How good does it feel, Bogdan? It gone. If, I, I would like to take credit for it. So yeah. everyone they, who hates the Dodgers, you're welcome. All you Giants fans out there. Diamondback fans, Rocky fans, uh, you know, just overall Dodger haters in general, you're welcome. Yeah, Logan Forsythe, by the way, the culprit of uh, killing a perfect game. But there is still a no-hitter intact. But uh, lo and behold, Bogman has got us covered here. This is fun. I mean, as people are listening on demand, they already know the results of this. So listen here, time travelers. You have gone back into the past if you're listening on demand, and uh, you're getting to hear what the, the, the past sound like, and it's maybe not so great. But as we're listening live, Bogman's got it on and will tell us as soon as that no-hitter is broken up. Right, Bogman? Because it will be broken yeah. up. I mean, it's 0-0 zero to zero in, in, the, uh, in the ninth right now. And uh, we just bunted to move. The Pirates just bunted, and the runner on second, Mercer's on second with one out now. So, that's how I much mean, you just, hate the. By the way, it's how much you hate the Dodgers. You're like we, and you're not even a Pirates fan. It, well, I meant just we, as in you know the, <laughs> the America, yeah. all of the world together. United. Well, everyone who's not a Dodger fan, right? Yeah. So uh, Jose Cuervo is up, and uh, <laughs> Jose Cuervo. You, you, that's what you called him. Remember, you were like uh, Jose uh, Cuervo, and I'm like Osuna. Oh and, yeah, shots for uh, everybody. So I, I always call him Jose Cuervo now. So Jose Cuervo is up with Mercer on second. All right, and well, he's about to rip a double, and this game's going to be over. The it'll be great. Hey, fun fact. As soon as we saw that there's a perfect game going on, we went and took a look. There hasn't been a perfect game since 2012. There have only been five since 2010. There's only been uh, seven 
since 2000, but three were all in 2012. That's crazy. Matt Cain, uh, Philip Humber, and uh, Felix Hernandez was the very last one to have a perfect game. And uh, but we won't have one tonight. You know, Dallas Brayton has a job at ESPN because he threw a perfect game once. I well, mean, did you know? We want to know a fun fact. He doesn't have a job there anymore because he now oh, works at Barstool right. Sports. Oh, okay. Well, did he at least uh, shave his head? Because that that big ball thing was just not working. Like, no, nah, I mean, homeless hair, and it's like nothing in the front and party in the back. It's no. kind of rough. It's kind of rough to see, like when you hold on to your hair that long. Like, like I know we make jokes about my my hair is thinning, and from a distance, it still looks it's like a full head of hair. Bald. No, no, I'm not it's even close. Bald. But like, you know, I'm like 34. Give me 10, 15 years. If I look like Dallas Braden, like put me out in the pasture and someone tell me to <laughs> shave my head. Like, shoot my hair off if you have to. Don't let me look like that. Right? Yeah, it's not a good look at all. I mean, I you know. Uh, being fat is not a good look, and I've got that no. going on. But I've got uh, long, luxurious locks of hair. So well, you know what he does have. It. it probably doesn't matter what his hair looks like when you have a perfect game. It is amazing to look at the list of people that have thrown perfect games when you see guys like Dallas Braden, Philip Humber. Um, there's a bunch of good names on here. Uh, Tom Browning, that one doesn't do a lot for me. Monty Ward. But then you also get the... Um, you know, you get the, the, the Randy Johnsons, the Roy Hallidays. I think Felix belongs in that. Mark Burley threw one, which I think I always forget about. Mark Burley may be one of the most boring baseball players of all time. <laughs> the thing I always remember about Mark Burley is that he moved, like, he got traded to the Marlins, and he hated it so much because they wouldn't let his pit bulls. Like, pit bulls are not allowed in Miami-Dade County, and so he loves pits. Like the singer? Like four of them. Well, that's, that's the funniest thing about the singer is Pitbull is from Miami where they allow no Pitbulls. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, it's just funny coincidences and stuff, but he like he hated playing in Miami because he loves his dog so much and he had to live like an hour outside the the stadium. So Wasn't that the same year where they get to his pits? They acquired all the players and then they traded them like 3 months later like they acquired Jose Reyes, yeah, Burley, Carlos the Lee. Opened. Yeah, it, ridiculous. That is, when the stadium opened, it's that why uh, I can't even remember what his name is. This is a shyster. Have you we jinxed this no hitter enough yet? By the way, uh, no. It's uh, it's a one one count with ninety. He's at ninety three pitches, I guess. Any outs? Uh, it's uh, one out. Uh, the bunt, the sack bunt, and okay. uh, he just dribbled one to third. Mercer is not going to advance. So, oh my gosh, no Rich go Hill. for Jose Cuervo. Rich Hill's going to go for what? Like a no hitter in the tenth? Yeah. Okay. Over under. Well, I mean, just this, I guess, a yes or no. Guaranteed, Rich Hill is going to be on the DL tomorrow, right? Well, I mean, he's gone this far. He has to have blisters. He's gone where no Rich Hill has ever gone before, though. (laughs) 94 pitches in a game? Uh, Probably. Starling Marte is up. The cheater is up. And he's going to cheat his way to a Pirates victory right here. All right. Uh, fun fact about Rich Hill. He has he's never pitched for over 100 or 200 innings in a single season. Only once. As he had more than 110 innings pitch in his entire career, and that was with the Cubs in 2007, 10 years ago. <laughs> the, the guy, since 2008 to right now, he has only surpassed 100 innings once, and that was last year. That was in Marte grounded out to shortstop, so we're going to the 10th with still no hits. He's got but no Ross hits. Dribbling is, uh, is warming up, so I don't know if Hill's going to get another inning or not. So Dave Roberts we'll likes see. to take uh, like take people out when they got no hitters, right? Yeah, especially guys with uh, injury problems. And you just listed off all of his. The, obviously, the blisters this year, the 
He had a shoulder thing, I think, a little bit earlier. Well, no, I think Alex Wood had the shoulder thing. I don't know. Yeah. They seem like the same guy to me. Rich so. Hill will be at peak tiredness that you've ever seen in your life after the game. I'm, I, I wish we had like live cut-ins. I just want to see the video of him talking after the game and just like he'll just be half asleep. His eyes will be yeah. half closed. He'll feel like me after walking up two flights of stairs. Totally, exactly. So. Um, real quick, we'll carry this into the other side of the break here. I wanted to touch on, like, Bogman, are you a boxing guy? Like, I'm not a boxing guy. I'm not a UFC. Not that I don't like this stuff. I'm not a boxing guy. I'm not a UFC guy. Doesn't mean I wouldn't watch it. Definitely not going to pay for it. Are you into, no. are you going to buy the thing? The McGregor no Mayweather? Way. No No, I got, I got uh, suckered into buying that. Uh, that, the Roy uh, Jones Jr. Yeah, the the Jones Jr. No, no, not Roy Jones Jr. Who am I thinking? Pacquiao, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Oh, okay. And, uh, and that one was so bad. But no, I I mean the most money I ever lost in my life was on Roy Jones Jr. versus That's stupid Antonio Tarver. Yeah, that, that was the one where Tarver like Roy Jones Jr. had already beat up Tarver. And Tarver was talking all the smack, and Roy Jones was like, "I'm not going to give you a rematch. I already so I I got to take a leak in the second round." or third round, whenever it happened, and I come back, and Roy Jones Jr. had been knocked out by Antonio Tarver. And I just spent 100 bucks on the stupid pay-per-view, and I had, like, 400 bucks on uh, uh, pull, pull up here, because I think you have this. I think you have the Odd Shark stuff up here. Because what we're yeah. going to do is we're not going to really talk about boxing, by the way. We're going to talk about uh, some <laughs> battles in the NFL as far as uh, drafting goes. and some. I've pulled up some charts from Fantasy Football Calculator over the last month to see some guys that have really trended in the, the, the wrong direction. So we're going to pit those battles against each other, the ultimate draft matches. But the McGre- uh, McGregor-Mayweather, what is it, Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday. Well, what are the odds? Talk to me, because we were talking about this off the air, and I know anyone that listened to uh, Gabe Morrissey probably knows all about this. The smart guy's in it, but let's dumb people talk <laughs> about it for a minute. What were like? Where did it start, and where is it at right now with the odds? I was really surprised how much it's changed, because at, at first it was minus 2250 for Mayweather and plus 950 for McGregor. So every uh, $22.50 you lay down on Mayweather, you get a dollar back. That's how that works, for those of you who don't is know. That the mo- I wonder if that's the most lopsided of all time. I bet there's more. I bet I there's know. more. Um, and McGregor is plus 950. And, uh, I mean, you can just see it trending down all the way. That was the line open on November 17th when they announced the fight. And August 18th, uh, the last time they have this updated, it was Mayweather at minus 400. So every dollar you, uh, every $4 you lay down, you get a dollar back. And McGregor is plus 300. So every dollar you put down, you get three back. So... That is a gigantic swing. I think everyone's just betting McGregor because, well, obviously, I mean everybody wants to see McGregor knock out Mayweather, right? I mean, does everybody I don't know want anybody to? who wants to see Mayweather win? So, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like either like, one of these guys, but I mean Mayweather is a domestic violence, you know, yeah, uh, case and can't read and all. That you stuff. know what I want? What, isn't there a movie where like the two guys they they swing at the same time and they knock each other out and then they're just both out? That's what I want from this match. <laughs> Like, I just want them both out. Step brothers when they're swinging the golf club and the bat <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they can become best friends after, and then they can go play uh, the drums and yeah, totally. They can the go garage, in the treehouse. Yeah, they can go in uh, Mayweather's treehouse, which I bet is amazing. He got the best <laughs> treehouse on the planet. <laughs> it's bigger right? than our houses combined, I'm sure. You know, Are you kidding got, me? He probably has maids in his treehouse, like cleaning up everything. Uh, totally. Yeah, I mean, he did a helicopter to get up to the top of it. All right, so who do you want in this? Like, who, who, if you were going to put money down, what, where would your money go? Well, uh, it's, uh, I'm Mayweather. Like, if I'm laying down hard, hard, cold cash, 
It's on Mayweather. I mean, I really hope McGregor wins, but, uh, you know, McGregor is not a boxer. You know, he's a fighter, and this is a boxing match. Mayweather is going to spin off all of his punches. McGregor might punch himself out and be exhausted by the end. And, um, or just I mean, wiggle just, himself out. If you saw that freaking wiggle thing, he did the dumbest thing I've I ever didn't seen in my see life. the wiggle thing. Oh my god, his arms are just flapping. He looked like a moron. He t- looked like a total <laughs> moron. I mean, I mean, if you've ever, you've never seen people just exploit the public more than this match and just making money. Like everyone knows, this oh, is going yeah. to be a bloodbath and disgusting, and the house is going to win. But the whole point of all of this, I mean, if I were putting money down, I'd go Mayweather. But I might, you know. Might be a couple dockets you might want to go put down on uh, McGregor. I'd be tempted to. But I mean, where this is leading. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Where this is leading, though, is going into the next segment and the rest of this show. Remember, hour two, we're going to do a live mock draft on this show. We're going to tell you the order here coming up in just a little bit. I want to hear where you guys, who you want us to draft, uh, opinions on the picks, all of that stuff. Hashtag ITL Live. But in the next break, we are going to have uh, some of our own super matches based on fantasy football calculators kind of trending in the opposite direction matchups. And there's some really interesting ones, and I'm going to lay out what we're seeing from those. We'll put a couple polls out because I want to get your guys' take on it on a couple of these, so don't go anywhere. Fogman of the Welsh coming up with football talk pretty much the rest of the show, but willing to hear from you. In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galena picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at rotoexperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount. Hi, I'm Austin Hedges, and you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Five men in the Wells for In This League. We are back with some funky, cool music. Super producer. Oh, it does sound like weird science. Chris McCona in the house. Super producer. He's back. Flurry did a good job last week, of course, though. Florio's gonna he's gonna rock it, but uh not gonna lie. We love having our boy back, Pavona. Pavona, did you have a good trip? You were gone? I had a fantastic trip, but I did miss you guys. Okay, we missed you. Did you, you watch I mean, any I... uh any battlefield earth while you were gone or oh. Well <laughs> hand, I didn't watch hand, it. you watch. Right. Uh, you experienced it. Oh, There's a little right. Battlefield Earth going on in your apartment. I get it. I was I with my it. girlfriend. And it was <laughs> Good our job, my year. man. You know what? It was our date anniversary uh, on the night of In This League, so there was no watching of Battlefield Earth if you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, hey yo. I, I know. Hey-o. Hey-o. I'm married, so I actually don't understand your drift, but I know where you're <laughs> going with it. So I totally understand. Um, Bogman, where are we at? Are we, where is this uh, no-hitter, no-hitter, no-hitter? Rich Hill coming no out for the 10th. He's coming out for the 10th. And um, it's like How big just hit? starting up here. Are the bags on his eyes bigger than the baseball yet? Just so gigantic, the Welsh. I can't describe. They look like two big parachutes are coming out of his eyeballs. So. <laughs> okay, good. That's why he can stay out there. That's why the, the velocity is going down. So um, we've got a whole lot going on. Like I said, in about 20 minutes, we're going to be starting up a live mock draft on this episode. I think I lied earlier. I think I said 15-second picks. It's going to be 30, so a little bit more time to breathe. 
But uh, we have got 10 other listeners um, that are part of ITL, so even more reason you guys might want to get yourselves involved in the ITL game because we invite you on to do cool stuff like this. So you can check us out in this league.com or you can go check out our uh, super duper awesome program, ITL Army, at patreon.com slash ITL Army. But we're talking about some um, some fantasy football super matchups in lieu of the McGregor Mayweather fight. And honestly, these ones might pay off a little bit more than what that match actually does. First one up here, and we got a couple of these are going to be polls, so be on the lookout, FNTSY Radio. Uh, you're going to see a couple of these as polls, and I want to review them to see what the collective thinks. Now, the first one I put Josh up Josh Harrison Bachman. just hit a walk-off homer, by the way. Oh, my okay. God, did he end it? End it. Get out of here! No-hitter. Ended the no-hitter. Go to sleep. walk-off shot. I mean, everybody, it was really, really close. I don't know who was playing the outfield out there, but, I mean, he missed it by not much at all like he almost caught that ball but it was gone and now they're all uh following rich hill down i think he is going straight to bed he went straight down the tunnel he didn't talk to like they were slapping him on the back they didn't look at him at or anything just straight down the tunnel they're just putting a blanket on him they got pillows ready and everything that guy (laughs) uh, sleep well sleep well little rich hill you can finally rest they asked him something and his response was Frankenstein's so monster <laughs> starting All right. the Dodgers. Well, he can finally sleep well. God, uh, Godspeed there, Rich Hill. Get those uh, tired bags taken care of. First one up in Super Matchups. This one is kind of you. Now, as I mentioned before, I'm using the uh, Fantasy Football Calculator because something I like about them is they've got those nice little graphs that are going to show you kind of the ups and downs of ADPs over um, a week like the year to date, a month. So we're looking over the last month. So July 23rd to August 23rd. I put two running backs that they haven't necessarily had um, super different trajectory, but one is skyrocketing to the point they are within like two to three picks of each other now because of uh, draft type. The two players I'm pitting up against each other, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook July 23rd, according to Fantasy Football Calculator, was being drafted as the first pick in the sixth round where Leonard Fournette was going as the 11th pick in the second round. Today, August 23rd, as we record this, Dalvin Cook is going as the third pick in the third round, and Fournette is going as the last pick in the second round. Injury stuff is very concerning, so what do you think, Bogman? What side would you want this season? You can kind of assume... Uh, ADPs in it, but you can see how close they are now. You, you have been Fournette, Fournette versus, everywhere. Dalvin wait, Cook. You said of okay versus Cook. All right, because you have Fournette versus McCaffrey on this on this sheet here. So I was just making sure I got it right. Um, man, that one is tougher because if it was Fournette versus McCaffrey, I'm still definitely going Fournette. I think I'm still going with Fournette over uh, Dalvin Cook, but that makes it closer. I just think that Latavius Murray, while you know, a lot of people don't like Latavius Murray, and I can absolutely get behind that. Uh, he's still there. I don't think TJ Yeldon or Chris Ivory are too much of a threat towards Leonard Fournette. They got the quarterback situation going on that's really weird. I just think Fournette is going to get as much as he can possibly handle. And I know some people won't like that because he's already got the foot injury, and he had injury problems in uh, in college, too. So, well, let's do um, this then, because you're right about that. I actually did kind of transpose that because I forgot the reason I had done the original one of Fournette versus McCaffrey was because of this. But what's so fascinating about this is all three of these rookies are within like three spots of each other because this is where actually I was going with it. As of July 23rd, McCaffrey was the first pick in the fourth round. I've already told you Fournette. As of today, 
McCaffrey is now going two spots higher than Fournette. He is going as the 10th pick in the second round and Fournette as the 12th pick. So let's throw it to that one since it's a little bit easier. Fournette versus McCaffrey. I'm still going to go with Fournette. And I just think there's a couple factors there. The upside is definitely on Fournette's side. Like, he, he could get a lot of work. Like, you know, I we were talking with Chris, Chris Harris, and he said his upside is Adrian Peterson. He's that kind of really great back. I think McCaffrey's very good, but I think his upside is like LaShawn McCoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, this year, especially this year, the workload is going to be gigantic for Fournette. We have no idea what it's going to be for McCaffrey. I mean, I think he's going to be the main guy. But if they give all the goal line carries to Jonathan Stewart, it's going to be really tough for McCaffrey to, to find the end zone. So uh, I just think that Fournette has a more des- defined role. He's going to get the most carries for Jacksonville. We know that. So I think I'm going to stick with him. Okay. I mean, I, I'm coming around more on the, uh, the Christian McCaffrey front, but it, it has bothered me a little bit. So I would still be Fournette. I'm less worried than most people. But let's go to this one here. This is another one that we have a pullout on. And again, I want to I want to oh. come back and review what you guys have to say about some of these suckas. And this one is two wide receivers that I have seen pitted up against each other most recently. At Ju- as, as of July 23rd, Bogman, Des Bryant was going as the seventh pick in the second round. T.Y. Hilton was going as the fifth pick in the second round. Their trajectory has changed as of today. Des Bryant is going as the fourth pick in the second round, and T.Y. Hilton is going as the tenth pick in the second round. So this ultra-wide receiver matchup of mid-round wideouts, where would you like to go with this? Because you were a big T.Y. Hilton guy. I And I'm still a big T.Y. Hilton guy. Uh, I think I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton over Des, and I know a lot of people don't like that. But I think, you know, and like the Colts are just playing it super, super safe with Andrew Luck. And Jake brought up this, uh, Jake Seeley brought this up on On Target, I think that if Andrew Luck was really hurt and he was going to miss a big chunk of the year, why wouldn't they go get another quarterback? I mean, is Scott Tolzien really your guy? I mean, I would go get stupid Blake Bortles or stupid Brock Osweiler. How about Colin Kaepernick? Uh, you know, or stupid Colin Kaepernick, one of those stupid guys. I'd go get somebody. Who's <laughs> why are they also stupid? Than... Why would you want them if they're, they're so dumb? Stupid. Uh, I mean, because of stupid Scott Tolzien. I don't want him at all, <laughs> even a little bit. So I would definitely be going uh, – with those quarterbacks. So I think if Luck was going to miss a bunch of time, they would go get somebody else besides Scott Tolzien, and they just haven't done it. So I think that maybe Andrew Luck misses week one, but I think he's probably back for week two at the latest. I still think he's going to play week one, and okay. they're just being ultra-conservative and super careful. But I, I'm I'm still on the T.Y. Hilton bandwagon. Okay. I, I'm a Des Bryant guy for sure here. Hey, we got a caller coming in. Chip! Chip from Ohio. What's up, Chip? Chip, no. Uh, not much. Just uh, celebrating a good old birthday when it doesn't really affect anything unless my insurance is going down. But happy birthday! Yeah. Wait, well, how happy old? Birthday, I mean, Chip? once you go over thirty, nothing matters anymore. So is that exactly? It's, it's over thirty, so it's thirty-two. It doesn't matter. Like I said, insurance ain't going down. It doesn't mean a thing. I'm more worried about the fantasy football season more okay. so than my <laughs> birthday. So what? What do we got, birthday boy? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, man. Uh, so basically, um, I just want to get your guys' assessment as far as when evaluating players' schedules. Like, all right, for one, I know everything can change pending a key defensive player's injury, this and that. But when you look at opposing schedules as far as like defenses face come week 
14 through 16, when the time matters most, weeks 14 through 16, how important does that weigh into your guys' decision on where to take players, and who are some of your targets in terms of a cake road, weeks 14 through 16, in your key positions, QB, running back, receivers? That's a good question, Chip. Okay, cool. We got about a minute and a half here. We'll try to answer this here. Um, if you want to listen off air here, that's a good question. I mean, gotcha. yeah, absolutely, Chip. And thank you for calling in. Call in any time, my friend, and happy birthday. But let's answer this sucker. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. All right, so, Bogman, I don't know about you. And this is a really great question because we've talked about that when we've gone through stuff. I get locked into my guys, and the, the, the problem that I face when we're looking at week 14, 15, 16, and I don't know if this is strange for some people, it becomes a little bit like more important for me about weaker quarterbacks and running backs. I don't worry about wide receivers with strong defenses. I don't worry about the elite guys. I'm a start your studs guy through and through. But running backs, whether the be- I mean, I mean, I'll give a pass to guys like David Johnson and uh, Lev Bell. Outside of that, running backs, there is an effect for me on defenses. Do you have that same thing? Are you, are you a defense like concern all the way through? I think we've only got about a minute. No, no, I'm not concerned about the defenses at all. And chip kind of mentioned it. So much changes between week one and week 14. You have no idea who's going to find a big improvement, who is not going to improve what players are going to go down. So when I'm drafting, I take the best play. Like I want to get there first. I'll kind of worry about that stuff when I get there, but I want to get there first, so I'm always going to take the best players regardless of the schedule. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I I have a philosophy, top-tier players. I want to take the best of the best at all the positions. I don't like to get too funky. Now, if you're talking about two players next to each other, sure, that can come into consideration. We'll try to talk about that more in the second hour. Don't go anywhere. We want to review these battles. we got a live mock draft coming up. It is all going down. You can call in. You can tweet us. Is it the Welsh? Bogman Sports. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code free radio at checkout for a very special discount. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it, don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh, in this league. <laughs> Welcome back. In this league, Bogman the Wells, great call from Chip. Happy birthday, Chip. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for being Chip. such a great caller. That was a great question. Real quick, Bogman, read me off the easiest and worst schedules. This is uh, this is from Alex Geller on NFL.com, and he has it broken down by position. So I'll just go running back since that's probably most people's concern. And it was the Ravens, Texans, Falcons, Broncos, Pats have the easiest schedule for running backs and the toughest 
was the Giants, Rams, Steelers, Raiders, and Niners. See, and, and the thing I wanted to point out there was when I hear that and I look at that, it doesn't. The only thing I think about in my mind at all is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley has already had so much swinging around him that maybe that's something that makes you you second guess. But I'm heavy running back this year, so I'm willing to take the risks on Todd Gurley's upside. But you're gonna want to back yourself up. Uh, you're gonna want to back yourself up enough that you can cover yourself because he's got a hard schedule. But but the rest, I already don't want Carlos Hyde. There's a lot of bad teams that are in there that don't matter, or Lev yeah. Bell, who's elite. And then on the positive side. I don't. I wouldn't let something like that make me ch- change my mind about Terrence West and Danny Woodhead because they're both risks. I, I value them where I value them. So it's it's arbitrary to me for a lot of this stuff, especially in PPR. Maybe standard, it might change a little bit. Uh, you know, and this the thing to me is this is all based on last year's numbers. You know, you just never know who's going to be. You know, who's going to lose one guy and then the whole thing goes uh, down the drain or. You know what's going to happen. So yeah, one I'm, injury changes I, I, it all. Exactly. I just take the best player. That's what I like to do. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, well, we've got a live mock draft coming up. It's going to start in about three minutes, and we are going to be doing it now. We might be on a break as the first round goes, but we're going to be talking you through. You're going to hear our, our thought process through this entire draft, and it should end in just enough time that we can talk about it after the fact. But here is what I'm suggesting to anybody listening: if you want. Tweet at us. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? You can tweet thoughts about picks as you hear them. You can tweet about you know what we've done. You can tweet suggestions at us. Anything you want to talk about this live mock draft. It's going to be a 12-man PPR, or 12-team PPR. We've got three wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. So this is going to be a really good time. This is actually the final mock draft we've done. We do a lot of mock draft episodes on our ITL Fantasy Football podcast, we've done nine. We did a couple secret shows, which are uncensored and get a little bit wacky. But this one, we will control ourselves, and we'll go through this draft. So real quick, we have gotten a bunch of ITL listeners that are on here. Jay drafting one, Dusty two, Thomas is three, Corey is four. I don't know who this other person, uh, Clutch. Dave like Day. Okay, Dave Day is five. I am drafting six. We have uh, Trevor Welsh, not me, actually, seven, uh, Scott Guthrie as eight, Eric Cooper at nine, Bogman is drafting 10, and then Miles and Ryan Porter. That's the drafting order, just so you can kind of know it. I've drafted, I felt like, six the entire freaking season. Bogman, you always seem to be on the back end. What is going to be <laughs> your strategy to it. here? Yeah, what, what are you uh, looking for at 10? I'm back-to-back running backs again. That's what I like to do, and I'm hoping that uh, that's what I'm going to get again. And this is unfortunate because this is the first time everybody doing the draft with us can hear what our thoughts are during the draft. Usually they hear it afterwards, but they can hear what we're planning. So we may have to be a little bit sneaky in this one. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to be looking to take probably the best wide receiver that is left for me. It'll probably be some combination of Julio Jones or... Uh, I mean, Julio's fallen. Odell Beckham, I seem to own a whole lot, especially with the injury stuff. I'll actually, I'm going to take a prediction right here. I will bet you I end up with Odell Beckham Jr. because he will fall to six. I'm oh, not no. willing to let him bump out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll toy around with it too. Maybe I'll see where he goes if I don't draft him, and maybe take an AJ Green. So you'll see. It's starting up in 30 seconds. We are going to do it live on the show, all second hour. You can chime in at any time if you got some stuff. But uh, enjoy the madness for a live mock draft. It's Bogman and the Welsh. Hour number two coming up. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll be drafting, son. <laughs> 